Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2014 and beyond. <laughs> yeah. I am Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> to, my, to, my, to my left is... I'm Brandon Hopkinson. Brandon, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very this much. This is uh, Brandon, my dear old friend, best man for my wedding. <laughs> yes. Best man, the better man. <laughs> uh, he, he was on an episode of Nebcast that me and... Um, Brad used to do entitled long. Goose. So if you go to Nebcast and download the episode Goose, you can hear wonderful stories about how Brandon was sexually assaulted. Please, please don't. <laughs> you should because it's really funny. Uh, sexually assaulted by by what? Like, a woman. Mm. Oh, not a wolf. Okay, no. <laughs> Who would be ever be sexually assaulted by a wolf? Yeah. Stay tuned to a Real Nerds Pod Show Episode Three, debuting at <laughs> Open Screen Night, September. What is it, Brad? Twenty fourth. Twenty fourth at the oh. Oriental Theater, where you might see a special treat. <laughs> it might be a treat. <laughs> in front of me is James, and in front of me too is Brad. And every week we go see a new movie, and this week we saw Insidious Part. Wait, Insidious Chapter Two. Yeah. <laughs> um. So stay tuned for the end of the show where we review that movie. We will spoil the movie for you. So, um, if you want to <laughs> see the movie after we say if you should see it or not, listen to the trailer and then don't listen to what we have to say because we will spoil the movie. We also talk about stuff we've been watching. Um. James has a comic book for us, obviously. I can I see it in front of me. Uh, we also talk about what's coming out, box office numbers, movie news. Hey, Brandon. Uh, Brandon's from Denmark. Um, so, welcome to America. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm still trying to get used to all your American <laughs> stuff. <laughs> well, let me ask you this question. Do you uh, find it difficult to come back to America after being gone for so long? Um, no, I really like coming back to America being gone for so long. I really, really like it. You can do all kinds of shit here. So what can you do in America that you can't do in Denmark? Um, um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm really bad at this. You're horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have no idea. I think, like, driving is probably... (laughs) (laughs) The thing you miss the most? Wait, you can't drive in Denmark? I know you can, but cars are three... Three hundred, three. It's three hundred percent is what you pay in taxes for a car out. There. Really? Just because they want to keep the emissions down, or because there's like uh, no fucking roads? They, they want to keep the emissions down. You know? oh. One They're of my favorite like, stories ever of Brandon that he posted on Facebook. Because um, every once in a while, you know, you get those people on Facebook that think they're better than everybody bags. else. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there's this is a couple of years ago, and Brandon posted says, "You know what? It is a blizzard here in Copenhagen, and some old lady is riding a bike down the street, not like you American assholes." <laughs> is that is that what I wrote? Something like that. Something about uh, how America is stupid and how some no. old lady was. Yeah, how we can learn from this lady. No, I thought it was funny that they, I think it was the some kind of conference, like an environmental conference, that they were flying in everybody, world, a bunch of world leaders from all over the place. They were flying them into Denmark, and this lady, like she was probably a better example of what, how to how to do all that stuff. Yeah, one of my favorite Stephen Colbert moments is he was interviewing the head of Greenpeace. Is that the environmental people? That's one of them. Yeah, yeah and uh, carbon he, footprint. Yeah, and he said. <laughs> And he said, hey, where are you guys based out of? He said, San Diego. <laughs> and we're in Washington, D.C. How'd you get here? <laughs> uh, like most Americans, I flew a commuter jet. <laughs> and Colbert just railed him for it. So, Brandon, um, y- you were 
uh, a douchebag on Facebook. <laughs> yes, my, I, the funny uh, thing is, I don't think he meant to write it as a douchebag, but it came across as like the biggest <laughs> douchey it, thing it, you it, could say. Didn't even yeah. t- like I, and then as soon as you mentioned something, then it was, when I read it again, I, I could hear the douchey tones. <laughs> it's like he's been so he's douchey. been gone from so long from America. He has he forgot what it was like to be <laughs> lazy and entitled. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. Because. <laughs> <laughs> So Brandon, did you watch any movies in Denmark? Um, yeah, <laughs> yes, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> what what movies were they, Brandon? <laughs> I don't. And were they subtitled? Uh, yeah, I think they're subtitled, but they don't dub them. But yeah, but yeah, I was gonna say because they speak English in yep, Denmark, so they yeah. don't even need to worry about it. So when you go see GI Joe. Retaliation. I mean, yeah. it's just the yeah. Same you know, when you go see Joe <laughs> Retaliation, like you do, <laughs> it's they, they, they and if you're wondering why Brandon sounds so good to me and all the guys in the podcast, it's because we listen to Tweaked Audio earbuds. If you log on to tweakedaudio.com <laughs> and in the checkout type in Real Nerds R E E L N E R D S, you get a third off your whole order, Brandon. A third? A third. So log on to tweakedaudio.com <laughs> to get your earbuds. I'm doing it right now. Very cool. And we also have a couple of tickets to give away to a comedy show at the Oriental Theater, the Oriental Theater on October 12th. <laughs> ben Cronenberg will be performing for you. We have two tickets. First person to tweet that James is a douche gets Whoa. these. Whoa. <laughs> I haven't even said anything yet. Uh, yeah, I'm going to see if anyone actually listens. I have so much shit to give away, and sometimes I can't give it away. I can't give the shit away. <laughs> what shit do we have to give away? Uh, I, I just said two f- tickets to a comedy show, Brandon. Not bad. You know, you're really bad at this podcast. Eh? <laughs> when I interview you, you just repeat the question I said. <laughs> <laughs> I you, answered you, hey, Brad's question. <laughs> hold that mic closer to your <laughs> mouth. Like it's a dick, dude. Put <laughs> to the chin, man. <laughs> wow. I can hear him a lot better now. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're making Brad's job really difficult. Yeah, I'm sorry, Bradley. Oh, man. Brad's getting all pissed off. He's going to go God like... damn it. <laughs> he's going to go like Teen Wolf on you. <laughs> so, Brandon, what's your favorite movie? Of all time? Of all time. Um, <laughs> God damn it, dude. I knew this before you asked. I know. Uh, I'm not sure. Probably Weird Science. Really? Maybe because of that. The is that, lady the, the, is that the wrong answer? Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the wrong answer. Uh, is it really weird science? I like I like a bunch of them. weird yeah, science. Yeah, I just is think one. it's a really eclectic choice. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is a cool one. It's a good yeah. one. Uh, Top Gun. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is funny since I mean the two of you guys like greasing up and playing volleyball together. Totally. <laughs> we, we did it this morning before I went to work. I'm like, uh, hey Brandon. Get your boom box. <laughs> we're going out front. We're going to set up the net, and we're going to spike the ball around for a couple times. <laughs> until until, I, get, until I get tired. <laughs> but, yeah, those are my favorite <laughs> movies. Uh, a couple of them. Uh, cool. Brandon, have we ever told the story about when me and you would watch movies and you'd have girls over with us? What? <laughs> I don't uh, so me and Brandon, when That's we were in high school, would always go to our local blockbuster and we would rent movies. And this one girl named, I don't know, we'll call her some dumb skank, uh, <laughs> was dating you. I don't remember. Yeah, um, I, I remember it was Wes Craven's skank. new nightmare. And Brandon was getting a little handsy while it was going on. So I went on the floor <laughs> and just right. trying to fall asleep. <laughs> it's really difficult, though. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> we were, 
land, land, the podcast is broken. <laughs> well, I'm the only one left who's not dead with laughter. <laughs> so um, uh, there's there's many stories of me <laughs> pretending. We were watching a movie when I was, when that chick and I were making out, and that chick kept hitting you in the side with her. No, no, <laughs> see, Brand, you're getting your story confused with all these times you've been fooling around with girls and i've been nearby um oh, God. Th- this one was uh we were watching west craven's new nightmare and i just went on the floor because okay okay and yeah and then i tried to watch you know i don't know what's more terrifying the sound of you <laughs> or you know freddy in the movie the one you're thinking of is at- it was probably the same audio i think never play skin a cat um <laughs> The, <laughs> the, the, the one you're thinking of, remember it was Joe's graduation party? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was, we, we were all in Joe's bedroom. <laughs> yeah. and, and you were pretending to be I, his yeah, I, kind of, I, I don't seek this out. Brandon, for some reason, thinks it's appropriate to start fooling around with girls while I'm around. <laughs> um, but we were watching, I think it was Mall Rat. I, I thought don't you remember. were asleep. You were an, you're a hell of an actor, right? Well, well, thank you, Brandon. <laughs> if you want to see how great of an actor I am, go to the Oriental Hello. Theater, September Emmy, 24th. Emmy nominated. Uh, but, yeah, the... Is that still, oh, still going? It looks like not even moving. Anyways, uh, so what? I, the one Brandon's talking about is I was laying down in a sleeping bag. Brandon was next to me, and this girl was next to him. We'll call her some dumb skank. And Well, the same girl twice. Yeah. So <laughs> I was laying there, and all of a sudden, I felt this nudge on my shoulder constantly, like <laughs> over and over and over again. And I was like, relax. I think he's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> he's, he's sleeping. It's okay, guys. He and keeps th- giggling, Brandon. I'm pretty sure he's <laughs> awake. <laughs> he does that in his sleep sometimes. Just, just relax. <laughs> just relax, baby. And... And so, like, this went on for, I don't know, like, 45 minutes, an hour, and then Brandon gets up and goes and sleeps in the hallway. <laughs> His work is done. <laughs> oh. Um, so, that's what Brandon's like in America. Since he's been in Denmark, he's a lot more respectful. Yes, um, The Danes have taught him not only to wear clogs and go see- sit in windmills, <laughs> yes. but uh, to be more respectful. <laughs> that, is, that is true. So Brandon has many exploits whilst watching movies. We'll we'll t- I'll tell another one. Um, and remember, I only know these stories because Brandon tells me, um, <laughs> or because you were there, or I was. This time I wasn't there, so thank you, Brandon. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so this this other time, we'll call her some dumb skank. Uh, Brandon was over at her house, and they were watching Disney's Aladdin. Great movie. It was a good movie. It is <laughs> very solidly. erotic. Very, very erotic. And she decided it was time to go to town on Brandon while her mom was upstairs. And um, Brandon, were you afraid that her mom would just show up at any time? Or were you hoping her mom would show up and join in? And <laughs> it'd be like the devil's advocate and they just mold together. And... <laughs> Anyone else see that movie? No, just me? No. Keanu Reeves? That was a good movie. That is all. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about the devil's all right, advocate or Aladdin? I'm, done, <laughs> I'm, I'm done embarrassing Brandon. We put Aladdin on in the background because it was, co- you know how like you want to watch a movie, you want to come over and watch a movie is like code. Oh yeah, to totally fuck. Get it on. Although, yeah. would you like to come upstairs and look at my etchings? <laughs> yeah, that too. Nobody wants to come upstairs and look at anybody's etchings. No, that's, nobody that's owns international etchings. code. Yeah. Nobody likes etchings. Yeah. So you were like, well, if we if, if we can make it seem like we're doing something innocent, wow, what could we do? Oh, dude, fucking Disney movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, they won't be doing anything wrong. I'll just bring him some graham crackers and milk. How innocent. Yeah. Is that a, your mom was like, is that Aladdin? I hear I love that movie. 
She's uh, walking down the hallway. Yeah. Prince Ali, you're what? Yeah. I don't know what I would have said if her mom walked. Uh, she didn't even need to. She needed to come out of her room. <laughs> And it was like at Brandon, 8.30 you're like in the... like the biggest fucking dog I've ever met in my life. It was at 8.30 in the, in the afternoon. Get her, Reggie. Or at night. Who? No, I, I know what you would have said. Her well, mom, then, then mom would have come in and you would have gone, oh, thank you. I am so hungry. <laughs> I love graham crackers and milk. No, you would have done this. <gasps> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll tell a story that involves me and Brandon, but it's not... And get to embarrass Brandon. Thank you, Ryan. So, and Brandon's good old place on uh, South Divinity Road. Uh, he had a next door neighbor named Scott, and me and Brandon would always play basketball in his driveway, like late at night. I mean, I mean, we're, we were hardcore Golden Kids guys. We played basketball till like ten thirty, eleven at night. Oh, That's man. how we do shit in G Town. In G Town. Um, so me and Brand- so me and Brandon are playing an, playing an awesome game of. We're pretty good at basketball too, huh? <laughs> yeah. The angry sharks are swimming in my head. You gotta dunk that shit. <laughs> so we would drop the basketball hoop down to like six feet and dunk it. And uh, so me and Brandon are, you know, being the Harlem Globetrotters. And I remember Scott had that black Tahoe or GMC Jimmy or something. Yeah. It's a big truck, and he pulled up in front of his house, and he just like stopped his car. And me and Brandon are just shooting the the rock and see see how I know basketball rock, yeah, yeah. terms and. Uh, he, it, his car was just sitting there, and like Scott was sitting in the front seat. We're like, "What the <laughs> fuck is going on?" So we just kept on playing, and uh, we then we looked and we like you know squinted our eyes, and all of a sudden the biggest <laughs> bitch from our high school like pops up from his lap, and uh, so yeah, uh, she was giving this guy a blowjob, Sarah Adams. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Can say names. Actually, yeah, fuck her, dude. And if we can she say names, that, that wasn't Scott Winston. That was David Colleen. That oh, was David Colleen. <laughs> yeah. Was it David Colleen? Are you sure. I think. I think. Wasn't well, it? she probably blew them both. Uh, They're pre- probably both in the car. <laughs> I think uh. it was David. Because <laughs> how do you, can we say names? Well, do you think Sarah, do you think Sarah Adams? Is gonna I know, to but it, what happens if you guys get huge? I, I mean, like, I'm huge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like if you guys—that was a dick joke. <laughs> <laughs> they did it, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So we're more like journalists. Right, yes, <laughs> exactly. Okay. We're recording history. This week in G-Town, <laughs> some dirty skank gave a guy a blowjob. I don't, I don't know. I don't think Sarah Adams was ever hot. Maybe because she was okay. such a fucking bitch. I thought she was cute. <laughs> you know, yeah. She walked around like she was better than everybody else, and then after high school, she, she finds <laughs> out that she's just some stupid whore and no one likes her. <laughs> What's the code for? Let's switch subjects. <laughs> uh, well, Brandon, if you're co- curious if people <laughs> do listen mail? to our show, uh, <laughs> this is a part of our show we call Fan Mail. <laughs> fan Mail! And we have no more fans because I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've had a couple things. <laughs> Brandon comes on once and uh, just ruins our fans. <laughs> Sarah's like, oh, the guys that I used yeah. to go to high school. The, okay. truth is, the truth is we only ever had two listeners, and they're both really mad now because they both gave you blowjobs in high school. <laughs> yes. Um, hey, guys, actually, this is kind of a big deal. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the voicemails this week. No, I haven't. Did we get one? Dude, we did. <gasps> Not only any voicemail, but I've been trying to get him on the show for a while. No. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play it. Brad, you have no knowledge of this. So uh, I'm going to play this this message that uh, is on our recording. Go ahead. Hello, Real News Podcast. Yeah, this is Jason Statham. You might know me from the Transporter Trilogy or the great climax, the Fast and Furious 6. 
You guys are making fun of me so much. I just want to let you know that I'm doing something way outside my wheelhouse that you won't believe. I play a good guy who's had bad things happen to him, and I have to save the world. Just so you know, this is totally different from what I usually do. All right, glad I was able to clear that up. I hope you guys have time to watch Parker. And now when I play a bad guy with a heart of gold, well, I hope you're not wearing a wire. Bye. You are fucking kidding me. Dude, Jason Statham called. Oh. After years of years of me begging him to call my podcast, he did. He, he gave me an exclusive scoop, guys, from Fast and Furious 7. It's just called And 7 is the new <laughs> movie title. <laughs> That's bold marketing right there. <laughs> That's not as funny as I don't as think I Brad's that. liking this podcast. What? He's, he's just sitting there, all morose, like, fuck these guys. Yeah, Brad's Brad never likes this podcast. Oh. <laughs> you seem too much. <laughs> oh, yeah. how, do, how do you like these hard questions? What's your favorite movie, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows my favorite movie. How do you like it? <laughs> oh, He's man. like, Ninja Turtles. Fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> good call. Touché. That's a good one. <laughs> I loved uh, Jason Statham in uh, Crank 2, Crank Harder. Yeah. I mean, I like him in Crank 3, the Crank the Hardest. Mm. <laughs> I was uh, I was trying to think of a movie title that he would be in, <laughs> like The Delivery or something. But I <laughs> actually I think the Delivery he, Man, The Pacifier was. Oh no, that was, was Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. Yeah, yeah, wasn't he in a movie called The Delivery Man? <laughs> Maybe, probably, probably. Oh, the, is that the, the, sh- the mechanic, the transporter, obviously. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Uh, our good buddy Macrobonics, who was on the show last week, Bree, yeah. he he, t- he tweeted something uh, uh, cute. He said. I just remi- figured out who you guys remind me of. Real Nerds Down Under, and it's a cute little picture from the Rescuers Down Under. Aww. So th- thanks, Bree. That Appreciate movie it. scared the shit out of me as a kid. Rescuers Down Under? Yeah, because when that lady pulls her fucking eyelashes off, oh, it's creepy. Mm. There's only two mice in that picture, though, so I guess... Uh, yeah, you're not in it. I'm out. <laughs> you're out. And one's a chick, so sorry, James. Oh, <laughs> that's actually probably fair. And then, uh, then Uncle Corm tweeted us back because if you knew last week's episode is called <laughs> Ridickheads um, <laughs> play on the word Riddick and uh, he said you just wanted to type dickheads and he typed out dickheads so it's pretty funny yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening guys and thanks for sending us stuff of course you can always send us stuff and we'll always read it on air Brandon Sarah, Sarah or David don't, don't yeah. send me <laughs> no, please send me something Sarah Adams I'd like to know what, where you're whoring around right now Colfax, probably. She has a family. That listens to this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, her 12-year-old son is listening to this show right now. Mommy, mommy, these guys are talking about you on Will Knows Podcast. You never told me you were famous. <laughs> Turns out she works for iTunes. Shuts us down. <laughs> oh. Mommy, mommy, you took a shot in the mouth and you're famous. Oh, that's horrible. We technically don't know that. <laughs> you know when I cross, I know when I cross a line when my wife puts her head down in shame and covers her face. <laughs> And I just she does it. it a lot. She does. I love her though. Could you imagine having to be put up with this shit all the time, just nonstop? So Brandon, <laughs> you, re- you, re- never, so you never real. write into the show. Why is that? Because um, they don't have letters in Denmark. We don't have in the. Internet. Is it because it's hard to type on a keyboard in Denmark? I remember when I was in Paris, like all the letters were rearranged. Well, it's almost impossible. And I was like, eh, eh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Brandon, you're a lot more funny when there's not a mic in your mouth. <laughs> when I'm not resting a mic on my chin. Yeah. You need to relax, Brandon. You need to relax. All right. You're not turning tricks. You're just talking. All right. <laughs> so there's no pressure. There's no pressure. All right. Um, but this is the part of the show, Brandon. If you want to introduce it, 
Yeah. It's called Stuff We've Been Watching. Um, this is called Stuff We've Been Watching. And he even nice did the job. gay hand gesture <laughs> that I did. He did. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. So this week, I, I got around to watching Parker. I don't know if you guys know oh, this, <laughs> but it stars Jason Statham. And uh, Jennifer Lopez, yeah. correct? Yeah, and actually the movie is not bad. <gasps> and, I'll t- and I'll tell you why, because did you know that Jennifer Lopez is not his love interest in the movie? No, she, she takes her clothes off in front of him. <laughs> yeah, but see, what they don't tell you in that is uh, he's actually has uh, Nick Nolte's character is like his mentor. Yeah. And his girlfriend is his daughter. And his that, girlfriend is Nick Nolte. His girlfriend is not Parker's daughter. Yeah, his, his, his girlfriend is Nick Nolte's daughter. Gotcha. So everything he does in the movie is to help like that family. And um, well, I guess I should set up. He is he's like a bad guy with a heart of gold, like every Jason Statham character. Yeah. And in it, they rob from rich people. And in this robbery that they have at the Ohio State Fair, it goes wrong because this one guy doesn't follow the rules and he kills a guy, and that makes Parker really mad. Nice. And so. Uh, <laughs> They're, they're, that whole scene from the trailer where they're driving away and he says if, if I was a guy like me what would I do with a guy like you and he says I'd probably kill him um, there's like a whole other five minutes in the scene where he's they're trying to talk him into doing another job and he doesn't want to give up his money and he says no we've already got enough money why are we giving up another job and it's uh, so it plays out way differently and all the beats that we saw from those horrible trailers is you know not in the movie hmm. because the beats are longer and Jennifer Lopez throws herself at Jason Statham and he doesn't return like her affections at all. Nice. And uh, so she finds out that he's has comes in he's going to get a lot of money from these guys who screwed him over so he's going to steal all the money back from him. And so she wants the money because she's going to lose her car and her house and her job or whatever. And uh, so he's concerned and so that's why he's like drive to your place of business. And so they go up there and he's she says, "I want, I want to join your, uh, uh, your. I don't know how she sounds. Your gang or whatever. She wants a part of it." She says, "Really? Well, I need to know if you're wearing a wire." Because he thinks like she's, you know, maybe trying to trick him into doing something, and uh, so it's really different than the whole huh. uh, trailers will have you believe what happens. Uh, better or worse than Payback? Uh it's not as good as Payback. Gotcha. Um, but it's still not a bad movie. Yeah. Um, because even the part where they they play it in the trailer where he gets shot and then you saying oh that one guy didn't want to shoot him because he's his friend no the dude shot him and he just didn't die mm. and he escapes from the hospital and the people that rescue him he gives them all this money and uh, the movie's actually not bad cool uh, good. and there's a sweet like fight uh, they they ruin the end of the fight because in the trailer the dude like falls off the balcony. And uh, smashes into the ground. But in the fight, he's they do that normal thing in fights and movies where the one guy has a knife and he stops it and he's trying to, you know, push it into his face. Well, Jason Statham puts up his hand and it goes right through his hand and Aww. then he starts beating him up. It's awesome. So, yeah. You know, there's cool. some cool parts in it. It's free on Netflix if you want to watch it. <laughs> done. Done and it's, done. you know, free. So, who cares? Uh, I also watched a bunch of Spartacus this week. Haven't finished it yet. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. In the first episode, there was a bunch of decapitations, and then it went to this like huge orgy. Uh, if you've never seen Spartacus, Brandon, you should totally watch it. Sounds cool. Um, is it like it's like three hundred kind of? Ah, uh, it? yeah. It's yeah. it's super stylized violence, and but that's kind of cool. But it, it has like political overtones to it, where everyone's fighting for power, and uh, cool. Spartacus is 
reading the Slave Rebellion. If you've seen the movie Spartacus, it's basically the same thing. Cool. Uh, well, <laughs> it's a little bit more over the top than the yeah, movie Spartacus. Well, no, I mean, like, the premise of it's the same. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a slave gains his freedom by fighting in the arena. Um, yeah. And it's badass. I fucking love Spartacus. Sounds yeah. cool. You know. Um, and I, I try to count how many times I say Jupiter's cock in it, but I, I lose track after a while. Mm. And, you know, I, I love how they, they speak dialogue in it. Spartacus, I will have words with him. <laughs> uh, it's fun. Lots of naked chicks. It sounds cool. I've heard good things about it. And ladies, lots of naked guys, too. I mean, it's just not... Oh, yeah. Not oh, just, yeah. All kinds of beefcake in that show. Yeah, not just a bunch of, like, tits flopping around. There's dicks flopping around, too. <laughs> That's yeah. good to hear. Dude tits. Like, big, yeah. mus- big muscly dude tits. <laughs> Have you guys seen Mad Men? Yeah. Yeah. I like that show. Do you? See? See, Ryan? Really, Brandon? What happens in Mad Men? Do you guys like my input? (laughs) Hey, Brandon, if you could describe Mad Men for me, what would it be? Um, I think it's um, (laughs) about the advertising. See, you know what what Mad Men is to me? (laughs) Let's let's talk about doing something than not do anything. (laughs) They never talk about doing stuff. They just talk. They're not even talking about doing stuff. It's just talking. <laughs> I love the show, by the way. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. Um, yeah, man. Uh, what do yeah. you think they should be doing, Ryan? I don't know. Something interesting? <laughs> uh, decapitations and orgies? <laughs> yeah. Come on. I guess they could have a key party. <laughs> it's probably coming. <laughs> the what? Get one, one or two more years and Sally will be going to key parties, man. Key party? I'm just saying it's true. What? I just made everybody sad. I don't know what you're talking about. What's a key party? Uh, it's a thing that they used to do back in the oldie days of the like 60s and 70s where everybody would like put their keys in a bowl and then they'd have sex with each other. <laughs> now you go to the party and then when you left yeah. at the end of the night, you just grab a key and then you'd find the person whose key that belongs to and then you'd yeah, go, home, then with you'd that go home with that person. Yeah. What happens if... Do they have, like, guys and girls bowls? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm worried. <laughs> oh, you oh, got again. Draper. <laughs> oh, man. He's going to get ash all over my back. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, God. That was good. Do, do you know how they work? <laughs> uh, I also watched... Insidious Part 1. Brandon, you saw Insidious Part 1 today, too, right? I did, yeah, I saw it today. Uh, what did you think of Insidious? I liked it. You are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Worst kidding. guest ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, Guests thought... will never have back. After this shit, we're shit I thought it was really good. Hey, I'm really Brandon really from Denmark. I look at the movies. <laughs> I don't know how they talk that. <laughs> we, we get movies three years later. <laughs> Insidious is in the movies. Yeah, you, you guys see this new badass movie called War Horse? <laughs> 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 do you like? Uh, do you tend to like horror movies, Brandon? Yeah. Oh yeah. In the old days, me and Brandon <laughs> would go. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to talk while you guys are talking. No, just talk over us. I, we, I, I interrupt James and Brad all the time. Oh god! But me and Brandon, we we uh, were the bane of his sister's existence because we would go to Blockbuster King Supers with his mom, and we'd rent like the shittiest horror movies we could find. That's how we found Leprechaun and uh, Rumple Stiltskin. Um, there's all kinds in there. Yeah, and we'd watch them, so we'd you know commandeer the TV. And his younger sister would be like, fuck you, Brandon! <laughs> and then she would jump on his head and shit. And, um... Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs>
But uh, Insidious is pretty creepy. I thought Insidious 1 was awesome. What I thought was cool about it was it was like the first 20 minutes were super boring, which sounds like (laughs) it's... No, it sounds like it sucks. They were like insanely monotonous, but it like calmed you down so you didn't have like a guard up while you were watching it. Uh, you, You like, you know, you didn't like... You can kind of relax into the movie, and then it just started screwing with you. I thought yeah. That was yeah. Cool. Uh, so that way, when they start actually scaring yeah, you, then you're, you're not you're not, you're not prepared. That, you're not in that like mental state of like, oh, they're they're gonna make something jump at me. Yeah. You know, like constantly. That's smart. Yeah, relaxed. and you know, too, uh, that you brought that up. I because I watched it this week too, and I watched the interview with the director James Wan, who it's always weird to me, and I know this might sound a little racist, but when like an Asian guy or a black guy has an Australian accent or an English accent. Because I just oh, picture yeah. them having just talking like us, you know what I mean? Yeah. But James Wan is Australian, and uh, so's that Specs guy from the, the movie. He's Australian yeah. too. Uh, but he was talking about that he purposely did that. And if you listen to the soundtrack of the movie, the grandfather clock is always ticking because there's a deliberate pace to the movie where he mm. he gets you comfortable. And cool. he also talked about in the movie that he wanted the scares to pay off, um, and it happens in Insidious too, where. Um, if you notice, he—I love James Wan as a director. He was—he did a great job of, on The Conjuring this year too. But if you look at his backgrounds, he always has something going on. Um, in Insidious One, I think one of the creepiest scenes is there's that big guy who's walking back and forth on the balcony, and he's walking one way and he comes this way, and then when he crosses back, he's in front of her. Yeah. So he always wanted to make sure that every jump scare had a consequence to it. There wasn't just a jump scare, mm-hmm. because that's a that's a big thing in those supernatural movies is. How loud could I make something? And that was my biggest beef with all the paranormal activity movies is I don't think they're scary when they show, oh, this is uh, the room, and then they come back and, like, a chair's not there. Yeah. Like, that's not scary. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, what I thought was cool, and then what I thought uh, what else was cool is they would scare you in the middle of the day. Yeah. Like, some of the scenes, there was a kid that was running around in the house in the middle of the day. Like, usually you don't have scary Yeah, that's a great scene. Did day. you see him at the beginning of the scene, that little boy? No. Like, when she goes in to put in the laundry, he's standing in the corner. Oh, yeah. As she walks good. by, and it's a one-tracking shot, and he's such a cool director. As he's going through the house, the little boy's running through it in the background, and then she goes out, and then when she comes back, he's not there anymore. And then when she passes the window again, he's like... What's that song, too, man? That song yeah, is no fucking kidding. creepy. Oh, is it the tiptoeing in yeah. the daisies or something? Tiptoeing in the daisies. Yeah. And the little kid's, like, <laughs> dancing like this. And and then the That's little the demon in it's pretty uh, scary. Oh, well, you mentioned uh, earlier that the the um, when he went into the further, the, that mm-hmm. family. Oh, yeah. That was insanely creepy. That was creepy. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, an, eff- <laughs> it's an effective movie. It really is. It's really well done. Uh, Brandon, you also watched Evil Dead. Yeah. Yesterday, it was, but that was old school splatter. I think. It was pretty over the top. It's one of those movies where it doesn't let you relax, though. No, because it's another movie where it just builds and builds and it just keeps on going yeah. and it never stops. But it's just a constant. Maybe that's why I could point out that uh, the, how the other one just kind of calmed you in the beginning. That one did not. <laughs> that one was polar opposite. That one was like a just blood. From yeah. beginning to end. But, you know, the acting in it, I think, in that, well, by most people, I think that the Mia in the, uh, Evil Dead is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Really good. For a no-name, I had no idea who she was before. She was excellent, excellent. Because, you know, you have to buy her as an actress if the movie's going to work at all. Yeah. Well, and it's not even just buy her. Like, I, part of why I love that movie so much, especially as somebody who doesn't like horror, is because I, I really like and care about Mia. And so when stuff happens... 
in that movie, I'm like, duh, 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 duh. you know, all, I mean, every character in that movie pretty much uh, I really like and feel for. Um, I was going to bring that movie up later anyway because I think that's. I, I'll, I guess I'll ask this question now. In Insidious One, do you do you really like and care about Rose Byrne's character? And and what's his face? Yeah, I think so because I, in in the movie they're victims. They they didn't do anything wrong. Um, Who's and, Rose Byrne? Uh, she's the mom. Oh yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the cute chick. You know, and her kid is in a coma, and you just feel bad for him because yeah. they can't understand why he's in a coma. Mm-hmm. And uh, that little boy is the little boy from Iron Man three. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's really good Funny. at Iron Man three. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, no, you, you haven't you didn't see Insidious one? Nope. Oh. <laughs> Insidious 2 is probably horrible for you. Um, <laughs> spoilers. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, and I, I was telling Brandon yesterday that Bruce Campbell's on the special features for Evil Dead, and he he's a producer on the movie, and he was getting the dailies back, and they shot the movie in order, and he said he didn't he know if he bought the movie. He says, hey, you know, it's all right. And then they did that scene where she's in the bedroom, and she just got raped by the tree. And she has that, like, intense, and she's, you know, there's something out there. And he said, after they showed me that, I knew this movie was going to be a pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then, it, you know, it doesn't stop. After. <laughs> <laughs> it's nonstop. Did you watch anything else this week, Brandon? Um... <laughs> Get this guy a rock star energy drink. <laughs> I don't know. I, he's uh, been drinking. Did I watch anything? No, no. On the plane ride over, I was. You know how you get excited on the plane rides because they have yeah. movies. There's no movies on the plane. How did you none at all or nothing? Hours. This no. There was Monsters Incorporated, but it was on like the big screen up front. Really, they didn't even have monitors going up the like the aisle. They had one. That's they didn't. Ha- they didn't have a. Your personal what the fuck commie <laughs> airline did you fly? I Denmark? Lufthafa. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, a Lufa? <laughs> yeah. Lufthafa. What does that like mean? That. But I did not. I was excited to watch a bunch of movies there, but I didn't. Hmm. Bummer. Yeah. But I think on the way back, though, I look at your itinerary. I think you're flying United. Sweet. So I'm pretty sure that United has screens in the back of their oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, now. yeah. This is America. Yeah. but We, did. we had better each have our own TV <laughs> in America. Right? I was furious. <laughs> did, did you did you let them know? <laughs> you spent good money on this flight and you didn't get to watch Monsters University? I brought the stewardess over with my little button. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me, ma'am, there's there's carpet where my TV should be. <laughs> yeah, this is this is my only chance to watch Tyler Perry's <laughs> you, Temptations. You 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 being her and she says, Yes, how can I help you? You forgot to get me out of here. <laughs> and then she found the air marshal. We gotta take this plane down. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I think I haven't watched a whole lot of movies this week. No? No, not really. Yeah, it's the first time you've relaxed. If people don't know, Brandon is actually getting a PhD, if people can believe that, <laughs> with his wonderful insight into things. <laughs> <laughs> so so if you ever have him as a doctor, he'll walk in, you have cancer, then he'll just leave. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to say, Brandon, before we turn it over to the boys? Um, no. I Not even a thank you for having you on, us, you on oh, the show. Oh, no, I, yeah, I got <laughs> you, Brandon. No, God. God. I'd like to thank you guys for having me on the show. <laughs> Is this the end of the show? No. Yeah, okay. we're done. You're done. Because I've got all kinds of stuff to say. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. Right, what, I, what, what other uh, stories can you tell us, Brandon? What, what, do you have any Denmark stories? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
I have a couple. I don't know what kind of stories do you want. Anything. Um, I, I want funny stuff. I don't want any gay sentimental shit. Do I usually tell gay sentimental? Oh, dude. <laughs> the last time he called me, he says, Ryan, you won't believe the day I had. <laughs> oh, <my>. Birds were singing. <laughs> Raindrops keep falling on my head. Burt Bacharach in the background. It's great. No, not, nothing too crazy. No. I've settled down a little bit. Have you? A little bit. <laughs> A little bit he has. The, yeah. the the Europeans have taken his wild side out of him. Absolutely. When what he a, left, it was, you know, get your motor running. <laughs> but I would, if I have time. I'd yeah, like you do. We have you all the time in the world. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of fun. I was uh, hesitant at first. Hesitant. Really? Uh, but it's actually pretty fun. <laughs> Uh, you don't sound like you're having fun. I am having a lot of fun. Yeah? This is me having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> you remember, it's not your first podcast. You, you've done this for like an hour and a half. Like, yeah, I know, but I didn't realize that people... Before. I mean, like, <laughs> people like, listen. <laughs> uh, <what? laughs> I didn't realize that What before. do you think people are going to hear your name and they're going to say, Brandon Hopkinson, Facebook you and say, I do not appreciate what you had to say about us Danes. Well, I <laughs> of course, you'd be like, I don't appreciate that. Scandinavian fuckers. But yes, I appreciate, I appreciate you Is guys. Is it cold there? Uh, yeah, the winters are freezing. I know you're a guy who doesn't like to be cold. No. So, I mean, how do you cope then? <laughs> with it, with a jacket. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> do you wear gloves as well? What color is your jacket? Uh, my, jacket. <laughs> <laughs> my jacket is uh, blue. It sounds like <laughs> a, <laughs> of a play. A light blue. What color is my jacket? <laughs> By James Hart. It's a Woody Allen film, actually. It's a well, Woody me Allen. Put film. my poems. In. <laughs> let me drop this poem on. Winters are cold. It makes my bones feel old. <laughs> Ryan, that's a, that's a haiku. Thanks. <laughs> uh, should we turn it over to the? Sure, what uh, James. What did you watch this week? Oh man, sorry, I was out of it for a while. Um, I watched a bunch of shit. Uh, real quick, I got a chance to rewatch The Place Beyond the Pines, which is the movie from the guy who made Blue Valentine, uh, mm-hmm. Derek, uh, something. Anyway, still great. I feel like, uh, you know, it's it's a movie that's sort of split into three parts and tells three distinct stories that are connected through this one robbery, sort of. Um, and a bunch we, of hot guys in that movie. Yeah, all the all of the hot dudes are in it. Bradley Cooper. Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. And, yeah. Uh, um, Dane DeHane. Who will mm-hmm. be playing Harry Osborne? Which you remember when uh, when Social Network came out, and I I texted you and I was like, Peter Parker is in good hands because it had uh, mm-hmm. what's his face in it. Um, uh, Harry Osborne's in good hands. Good. I mean, we've seen Dane DeHane and other stuff like Chronicle last year, um, and you know he usually he he does often play like the the tortured high school boy who you know so he can do that kind of stuff. But this is I think the one movie where he really has to show some great dramatic chops, uh, and he does a good job. But anyway, the uh, I think I, I get a better idea of really the the story and the picture that he's trying to tell, seeing it a second time. It's a it's a great little movie, um, not little. It's an it's like two and a half hours long. It is a crime epic, you know. It is this very long movie that's giving you an idea of like how pervasive and and the way that crime uh, sort of infects everything that it touches, and it's it's really good. Uh, I also got a chance to see American Graffiti this week in a theater. Yeah, um, you did. Yeah, the uh, 
the Alamo Draft House here, of course, like every day shows old movies uh, for different reasons. Um, and this was one that Badass Digest brought to the Alamo. Uh, and it, oh man, I that movie is so fucking. I love good. the soundtrack to that movie. Uh, I love every that movie is a a masterpiece. Like straight up, that it's the best thing George Lucas ever did. Like I, I as much as yes, Star Wars created and defined a lot of kids' childhoods. This is a movie about ending people's childhoods. Like that oh, fucking movie is so smart. Um, it was interesting because when they interview or when they introduced it, uh, the guy from Badass Digest said that. Basically, it was all because it was written because after THX 11138, uh, Francis Ford Coppola sort of challenged George Lucas and said, Hey, you should write a movie that like people can relate to. Uh, and American Graffiti was the thing that came out of it, and you can tell because every scene in that movie is like, Oh, here's a both adorable but moving uh, character driven scene. It's just, oh man. Carol. Every scene with Carol in it is fantastic. Anyway, uh, I'll move into the new, the new things I watched. Uh, I watched West of Memphis. Oh, you did, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's well, I wanted to see it anyway, but yes. Oh, you so- hold on. You convinced me to watch it sooner than just at the end of the year when I was going <laughs> to rush through some stuff. Uh, and it's really good. It was one where because it is really long, like it's almost yeah. three hours. Yeah, and I thought like. I'll watch it while I do my 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 workout. I've been working out recently. I know um, you've talked about it in the script you've been writing. How great you look! <laughs> <laughs> if you hey, want to hear how great James thinks he looks, go Fuck. to the Oriental Theater September twenty fourth to see Pod Show Episode James, Three. I think you look great. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> you want you want to touch me? Anyway, let's move on. The um, <laughs> shit. What was I talking about? Uh, West of Memphis. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, I thought like, oh, I'll watch. You know, I'll watch like the first half tonight, and then I'll watch the other the next half tomorrow. Nope. Yeah. Started it a whole way through, and it does. It goes really fast, but it's also, um, I it's really well directed in that it's not episodic, but like it it moves from one topic to the next and yeah. completely covers that idea. You know, when it it'll introduce the thing like the knife, like the knife in the lake. It'll introduce, hey, they found this knife in the lake, and then cover every aspect of that piece of evidence, and then move on to the next thing. Um, I will disagree with you in some uh, to some degree that I didn't end up with that feeling that um, if, if you didn't listen to the episode where Ryan describes it, basically it's a story about this murder of these three kids in um, Memphis, West Memphis, Arkansas. Yeah. Um, and you had said like, well, I feel like they spent so much time on defending the innocence of these three kids that they don't, they don't, they don't really get to the fact that like there was this murder of these three kids and that, um, and I kind of disagree. I think that they spent a good amount of time, um, condemning the person that they think did it as well as really talking about sort of how horrible it was. And, and, um, you know, I, I think it's more just that because, we can't throw anyone in jail based on what they have. There's no, there's no resolution that makes you happy. You know, at the end of the movie, the, even the good things that happen are bittersweet. Um, cause you, you talked about the fact that at the end, they end up, you know, signing a thing that says like, Hey, we're guilty, but we get to go free. Cause you know that we're not really guilty. Um, and there are bittersweet reasons as you know obviously they're not in jail anymore but they also had to admit that they were guilty and that whole issue is really fascinating it's a it's a great movie people should definitely check it out um 
Yeah, the thing that I always never got, I didn't get while I was watching it, because after I watched it, I went and like researched the case a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, how do they even get to these kids? You know what I mean? The the Damon Eccles, and how do they get pin this on them? And mm. really, it was just all because some people said yeah. that they were into satanic stuff. Yeah, there's really nothing that, that yeah, links them so between. Bizarre. And, you know, having grown up in the 90s, I totally believe it. And like, I, I, I remember... You know the, that sort of fanaticism oh, yeah. that there that there was and still is in some parts of the country, but um, I think that, it's hit, that one kid's about. stepfather, that Stevie's stepfather, dude. That scene where they're interviewing him for the defamation lawsuit is like <sighs> so gripping. Yeah, because they ask him questions and and then yeah. when he's calling his friend because his friend is. I think that's the most fascinating yeah. stuff is the guy that the guy that is his alibi. Like all these all the scenes where they interview him. And like the moments you you watch as he basically comes to terms with the fact that he's pretty positive that his friend killed these three kids. Well, and yeah, because like, there's that one scene oh, where they fuck. have the diagram of where everybody was, mm-hmm. and then he realizes that he's pretty sure his friend's the reason he yeah. is the killer, and he like yeah. has to go away and he starts crying and stuff. And it's yeah. pretty powerful. It's a powerful movie. But I will say that I you know even with all the things they said, I don't think they actually have anything. Like uh, if they no, if they took him to court, again. they they couldn't convict that guy of anything. And um, no, they don't have any know. smoking guns. And, yeah, and the truth is. There's really nothing to defend that guy who's their friend. Like, no. for all we know, yeah, he was in on it too. Like, yeah. there is more evidence to pin him to it than to, than to not. Other than the fact that I watched him on this movie and I thought, like, well, he's probably not guilty. He doesn't seem guilty, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, yeah, definitely fantastic. Probably the – yeah. I mean, I haven't seen that many documentaries, but certainly the best documentary I've seen this year. Uh, which, moving on, I saw another documentary this year or this week called Sound City. Uh, it's directed oh, yeah, by yeah. Uh, Dave Grohl from yeah. from Foo Fighters and Nirvana, and basically it's about this place in California or in L.A. called Sound City, where um, they had this big Neve console. Basically, there were like four of them in the world, and it was a fantastic console for recording. And and um, it just tells a story about this sort of recording studio in L.A. and how it got big and how perfect it was for certain things and how much people loved it. And then sort of the the fall and decline of it as everything went digital and, and people sort of stopped recording in places like that. Um, a really fascinating documentary. Some amazing people were on there. Uh, there's a couple of really funny moments like when they interview Barry Manilow. And Barry, Barry Manilow said something like, oh, yeah, you know, when you were there, it was just like... It was just like this real family uh, atmosphere. You know, it was really just like being at a family, and they cut right to Tom Petty, who goes, I think uh, family's probably a strong word, but uh, and I was just like, fuck yeah, Tom Petty, shoot Barry Manilow down. Um, but it, it's really interesting. Um, so I think it's, it's on it's either on Netflix or Amazon Prime. It's on Amazon Prime. Cool. So go check it out. It's not real long, but and it, there's a whole bunch of music in there. I will say they get a special guest in at the end because um, basically Dave Grohl ends up buying that that uh, console and built putting it into his house, and then he just he it ends up sort of being a commercial for an album that he made, <laughs> where like he made an album, recorded it all on that console, and put it out, uh, and got some really awesome people uh, to record on there. So that was really fun. Uh, and then the very last thing I saw was 42. Um, I wasn't very here. Cool. I wasn't here for the week that we saw 42, so I rented it, watched it with my folks this week, and uh, that movie's fucking good. Yeah, man, um, it makes you love Jackie Robinson, right? Absolutely. Uh, I, you know, I'll say there. Are, 
Some people are going to watch it and be like, oh, this is sappy, you know? There's like, some there's, sappy parts. There's some sure. little sappy parts in there, um, but it's it's really entertaining and, and inspiring and an interesting story. Um, I think it's the best performance Harrison Ford has ever given. Um, you know, Harrison Ford's characters are usually very similar. You know, there's... Mm. Uh, it would it would take but a push to turn uh, Doctor Richard Kimball into Her- into Indiana Jones. Like they're not that far apart. Um, I this is a character where Harrison Ford really falls into this, and and you don't you stop seeing Harrison Ford in a lot of ways, and that doesn't happen very often. Uh, and that's not to say I don't like Harrison Ford. I just mean he's doing something here. You know, mm-hmm. if anybody ever thought he wasn't a, a really great actor, this movie sure, certainly proves he is. Um, yeah, man. I I don't know what else to say. It's just yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, people need to see that flick. Um, but anyway, that's what I saw. Brad, uh, I watched two things. One of them being the 1966 Batman movie. Oh yeah, Adam oh, yeah. West. And, Is that uh, the one that has an alphabet suit? Puppetizer in it, where only the vowels were eaten, or is that during the show? It might be part of the show. Yeah, that's, oh, that's with, a shark repellent. That's the shark one. repellent. Yeah, shark yeah. repellent, which is I. I didn't remember it's like in the first five minutes. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> he fights the shark. Uh, but yeah, it revolves around the Riddler, uh, the Joker, uh, Penguin, and Catwoman. Each have like their own plan to stop Batman, and each one goes awry. And uh, eventually, by the end, they figure out the best way is to dehydrate the UN Council. <laughs> and my favorite part of the movie is at the very end, like Batman, uh, you know, finds the scientific way to reconstitute everyone into human beings. And then uh, when they, uh, like, all the media's there and he's ready to set the machine up and everyone reappears, but all the voices are different for each country. So, like, the Chinese are speaking Russian, the Americans are speaking French. Uh, So, like, oh, they think everything's fine and they, they hear everyone's voices and then Batman's just like, Hey Robin, we should get out of here, and they just leave. <laughs> <laughs> like real Batman would stop and like, oh, sorry, let me fix this one more time. But no, he's just like, yeah, fuck qu- it. quietly while everyone's arguing, let's just step out the back, <laughs> very unheroically. That's <laughs> and awesome. they just crawl out the window, <laughs> and then it cuts to like the credits of the outside of the building. Wow, yeah, like 1966, <laughs> Fox Pictures or whatever. That's nice. hilarious. Uh, yeah, so that was really funny, and then. Uh yeah, it's just a good. Oh, actually, the the other really funny part is uh, uh, when he busts in on the hideout for the villains, and then I forget what happens, but eventually he has a like a cartoon bomb, like the little sphere with the uh, fuse sticking out of it. Sweet. So he grabs it, and he starts running. It's on. It's uh the hideouts at this uh, pier. So he runs out of the pier, and like all there's all these people like you know run get out of here, and he's for good. I don't know, 10 minutes, he's running with this bomb that's ready to go off, and he just keeps on running into nuns and, like, women with babies and strollers. <laughs> like, he'll go around a corner, and, like, there's a nun, and then he'll change course, and then he'll get to, like, the next place he wants to throw the bomb, and they're like, oh, there's, you know, a woman with a baby and a stroller, and then it happens, like, four or five times, and then uh, he finally, like, gets to the edge of the pier, and there's, like, ducks in the water, so he can't just throw it in the water. Uh it's cr- so corny and The great thing there is at the end that if he'd gone around the corner and there'd just been like two dudes standing there, he could have thrown the grenade, but it had to be a woman and a baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other thing I watched was... Uh, sorry, I was checking the computer. Um, shoot, I just drew a blank. 
Oh, yeah, the Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie, came out on Blu-ray. Oh, yeah, This Island Earth. Yeah. That's the movie. The movie they're watching. That they're watching, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Um, yeah. And obviously, we know it's a great movie, but the cool thing about the Blu-ray is uh, I don't think the DVD release had any bonus features on it, Hmm. Uh, but this does, and um, they're fascinating looks into, like, how they went about... Uh, going through Universal Studios to make the movie mm. and um, how pretty much like they sold Universal on it but Universal still didn't get it so they're constantly making all these suggestions and changes and then basically by the end like they didn't do anything to promote it pretty much their big focus is on promoting barbed wire at the time wow yeah or gr- not uh, not Universal Gramercy pictures mm, yeah. um, so it's is cool to like and then in their interviews, like Mike Nelson and uh, all the people involved, they're just talking about how deflating it was to try and make, like, they just wanted to make a movie version of the show, and it was constantly, they were constantly being told to, like, make it more of a movie, and they knew they had to, uh, production-wise, up the budget and value of what they were shooting, yeah. but at the same time, like, they're just like these, you know, when they were making jokes about this island Earth, uh, the con- the studio was constantly saying, like, no one's going to get that reference, but then they'd offer their own reference that no one would... <laughs> also get so um yeah it's this big back and forth with them yeah and then the other cool thing is not only do they have a making of you know the movie but they also have a making of this island earth so no. there's all these people talking about like it took two years to make and it's actually like a really good movie and mystery science theater because of all the like notes and changes you're not actually watching the entire movie really that they're critiquing it's actually cut down like there's whole scenes missing and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I know uh, there's a lot of science fiction uh, purists that don't like the Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie because they make fun of that movie. Yeah. Because they think it's a great movie. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. And then now I really want to go watch Just This Island Earth by itself. Yeah. That would be cool if they included it on the Blu-ray. They like, should. The movie. That the would be movie, that would be yeah. a good peace pipe. You know. I, uh, I I was checking digital bits. I think it is coming out like as its own thing. I'm, yeah. Pretty soon here on Blu-ray, so not this week, but we'll get to it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, overall, it's, it's cool. Like all the special features, and oh, sweet. they're in high def too. So I think they were made for this. What, was it made Blu-ray. by Shout Factory? Yeah, Shout Factory made this great job on uh, old titles, re-releasing them and fi- getting, uh, you know, them. like they did Crime Wave and things like that. So it's cool to see awesome. some old movies get their due. I'm gonna have to go get that. The one problem is like I have a first generation Blu-ray player, so the m- menus don't quite work. <laughs> Really? As they Can't should. update it? Uh, yeah, they stopped doing firmware updates for my machine. So. Really? Well, that's wow. a bummer. Yeah. That's yeah. about a PlayStation. But yeah, I keep clicking the buttons and finding my way around stuff. And I think there's some hidden stuff that I have to maybe play it on another thing to get to, special features-wise. Mm-hmm. This is the only bummer about the Mystery Science 3000 DVDs. They're always so expensive. I remember yeah. Like, yeah. I always wanted to get them, but they're so expensive. Yeah. It's one of those things what I ought to do is like say, okay, every birthday I'll buy one. Yeah. You know? Because I would hate to sit and or or look at look for them at Tradesmart. Because mm-hmm. um, the truth is, all I need is the DVDs. I don't think I, you know, yeah. for for this Island Earth, yeah, I probably want the the Blu-ray. But for the regular show, you know, I don't think any of the regular shows on Blu-ray at all. Yeah, They're I'm just saying, if, even if it were, I don't think I'd. But my f- other friend Ryan, he had two like I think volume four and five, and at one point on eBay they were going for like 120 bucks because they were Ugh, wow. out of print and just so hard yeah. to find. So, shame. Um, yeah, that's all I watched. Cool. Sponsor time. Hello, Real Nerds listeners. I'm Mac. And 
I'm Idiot Chillix. And we're here to tell you to visit Sphrix'sDomain.com. Why should you visit Sphrix'sDomain.com? Well, duh, it's simple. If you like farts and cartoons and bad words and stuff, you should definitely visit Sphrix'sDomain.com. How do you spell that address I see? What? I don't know. Fucking S something. I I don't know. I'm, I'm in college. I have no idea. Fine. I'll do it. S P H E R Oh god. Oh god. Just spell the whole thing out. S Oh god. Just say the domain part. I don't want to be here all night. Jesus. Is it getting any more of a complicated website name? Stupid assholes first. Jesus. Anyway. Visit our website where you can read about all the funny adventures of seven aliens struggling to live together in an abandoned warehouse in Denver. Well, what, that's it? What, it doesn't say anything about my crazy hijinks or antics or... What? <sighs> Ridiculous. Nope, that's all Sphirks wrote down. Well, that doesn't sound funny at all. But you know what does sound funny? <laughs> uh, gross. Oh man, I'm oh, hungry God. again. Oh, it's so disgusting. Oh. Sparks is gonna be pissed when he sees what you did to his office. Hey, what are you guys doing in my office? It smells like puke and farts in here. Go to SparksDomain.com. Bye! SparksDomain.com. My man spider sense is tingling. Hey, look, it's man spider. How's it going, true believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh, no, the teal troll is attacking me. My son's in danger. Will no one help him? Oh, no, it's man spider. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, the whips the competition with great deals on back issues. 50% off, hold slot, 20% off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that, too. Where are you going, Man Spider? The teal troll still has my son. Here's web in your eye. Oh, no, I'm bested by Man Spider again. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you. For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full-flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try a new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop Off-Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. Sponsors, sponsors, <laughs> we love you because you give us money. Give us money right now. Real Nerds Podcast. Not too shame to plug anything from Vagisil to Metamucil. I don't know. It's, that's what we learned this week. Oh, J hey, James, what did you learn during the podcast this week? I learned that it's really hard to rhyme with Vagisil. <laughs> well, because, you know, James always has this, like, oh, I'm, 
I would never sell out. I'm like, give me money. I'll fucking do whatever you want. <laughs> I know, do right? you guys have sponsors? We do. Yeah. Uh, did you hear me do, do tweaked audio at the beginning? I did. <laughs> I did. I did. That was real. That wasn't that, a joke. Yeah, that's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah. You really can get one third off your order. Not bad. Also, you know, you can see us at the Mile High Horror Fest at Alamo, October 4th. Cool. Mm-hmm. What is that? Sit down with us. Talk with us. It's like a horror movie festival. Oh, you guys are going to it? And then people could just come down and... Yeah, we'll have our booth set up. You can chat with us. And we'll also be at Telluride Horror Fest. Yeah, we will. So we'll sit down there, too. And... And Malcon. (laughs) Is that a self-plug? Oh, Malcon. (laughs) When is that? Next weekend? No, it's not next weekend. It's the following. It's the last weekend in September. Okay. Man. Dude, that's coming fast, huh? Yeah, we've been talking about it for a while, but it's coming quick. Give up forgetting that we're actually, you know, have stuff going on, lots of stuff in the next month. Oh, the a fall. lot of premieres. A lot of premieres. The fall is busy. September nineteenth at the uh, Bug Theater. We're showing on the Pod Show episode one again with cool. a Q and A. Oh yeah. Yep. You well, sound excited. Why, why are we? Why are we doing episode one again? Because it's never premiered at the Bug before. No, oh, yeah. Is that a Tuesday? Uh, it's a Thursday. Thursday. The nineteenth. Um, but then I think I'm opening that day. We're doing number one because we're also showing. Number two next month. Mm. Oh, cool! In October, number cool, two. Cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> is that a poop joke? <laughs> uh, hey. I, I wonder what the number one movie last week was in the, the box office. I don't wonder. I know. This is the box office stats. It was Riddick with nineteen million dollars. Yeah, Nin- a whole nineteen million dollars. I guess it's nothing to spit at, but yeah, I mean, it, only it costs is the 30 millions to make. Yeah, thirty-eight. Yeah. I said thirty millions. Thirty. Thirty <laughs> millions. Thirty millions to make. It's more yeah. than one million. It's so better it could than be one millions. You're right. <laughs> I guess Laura's done talking to she seriously in the bedroom and shut the door. She's like, "Fuck these guys." <laughs> yeah, you're really boring. I guess. <sighs> uh, hey, what's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD? Everything. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Did you get your copy of Star Trek Into Darkness? I didn't. I didn't. I went to Target and got mine because it had the commentary with J.J. Abrams. Oh, is it? was it Target that had I, it? I don't know. I didn't get it. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, I really don't know. I was listening to last week's show, and, and we kept saying Best Buy. I really don't know which Yeah, I have no which. idea. I, last um, week, I was just trying to poke a sleeping bear. I know. Oh, this bear's not sleeping, buddy. What you got for me? World War Z comes out on Blu-ray. Oh, that's yeah. the big. Uh, that's the big blockbuster. Yeah. Um, is Brad Pitt decent in there? No, that movie's really... It's way better than you think it is. Like, yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it was um, good, but I didn't really believe it. There's like... It's sort of like vignettes. Like, there's there's different scenes and almost different zombie movies in it, and yeah. some of them are better than others. But uh, overall, yeah, I think we all, you know, yeah. enjoyed ourselves for the most part. Uh, the Mentalist Season 5 is this week. Grimm nice. Season 2. Everybody yeah. forgot about Grimm. Grimm. Is that on NBC? I That's why I, it's yeah it's on it's on it's on network you know, television. No one watches NBC. Anybody? Uh, People at NBC got it. They got it. <laughs> oh, the Bling Ring, which is the uh, I want to see that movie. Yeah, the Sofia Coppola movie. I, yeah, I wanted to see that too. Uh, first season of Nashville, which my parents first wa- are still watching. Here's the here's the big one: Bates Motel season one. Sweet. If you didn't see the Bates Motel, you should you should definitely yeah, check it awesome. out. Now is your chance. Uh, behind Here, the cab- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, behind the candelabra, which was that um, the HBO special by Steven Soderbergh about uh, what's his face um, Liberace. Liberace, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Damon and Michael Douglas making out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, everybody says it's fantastic. Yeah, I heard it's um, good. Yeah, I think though, it's Soderbergh's last movie he's making. Yeah, <laughs> though not a movie. <laughs> um, 
it was interesting. I heard a conversation recently where guys were saying that uh, as good as that movie was, that like Liberace took a lot of care in not letting people know about his life very much. And somebody had an interesting uh, point of maybe it's slightly disrespectful to then after he's that person is dead make a movie like totally spreading that open and being like, well, hey, I this is the, what he was based hiding. On the memoir that 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 Matt Damon's character wrote. Yeah, yeah, I know it is. Um, it was just a. I thought it was an interesting. Uh, Strom Thurmond did it too. Yeah, uh, there's a series called The Hollow Crown that I've seen that get a lot of praise. It's got Tom Hiddleston and. Um, uh, oh shit Scar from The Lion King Jeremy Irons Irons. in it uh, that I've heard a lot of great things about Um, hey Uncle Scar guess what (laughs) I despise guessing games (laughs) and then uh, I'm gonna be king what will that make you a monkey's uncle (laughs) and then the very last thing that comes out this week is Papa soy un zombie dad I'm a zombie yeah it's a, right. it's a like it it looks like a or you're a zombie like a Spanish Leica movie, you know it looks like a Spanish nice. Paranorman. Papa soy un zombie. Yay! yay. Me as Papa es muerte. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really bad. Ayúdame, ayúdame, Papa. Papa, I am dead. That would be the worst title. <laughs> oh man, not that exciting. Honey, honey, I killed the kids. Is that a movie? Yeah, it's, it's the last. It's the very it's, last Honey I Shrunk the Kids the, film. It's Get the, out of here. the fourth part it's in the not, quadrilogy of the Honey I Shrunk the Kids it, it, films. It's not. It's not really. They, me like I'm being serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be good. You know, did you ever want to get shrunk down and like live where those kids did, like in the Lego pieces and the um, blades of grass? I did. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, except I hated that part. Like the the ant that was like friendly with him. I always thought it was fucking terrifying. Oh, I don't. I, I don't remember that part. I just remember it was cool to like sleep in Legos. Yeah, all of that seemed really cool, but that's not the part that like you know. I I was easily scarred as a child, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the whole scene where like there's an ant and it, it becomes friends with them, and then it fights with a, like a spider, I think, or a scorpion. It fights with a fucking scorpion. Why are there oh, scorpions yeah. in these people's yard? Uh, and then it dies, scary. and then it's, there's this horribly sad scene with this dead ant, and I was just like, oh. It was traumatizing. Did they name the ant? I think so. I don't know. If not, I did. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you name the ant? Auntie. Auntie, I was going to say, yeah. When I was a kid, every animal that I took claim of, I named it the thing that it was. Doggy, catty, fishy, snakey, snakey, wolfy. Wolfy, (laughs) aww. That really was his name. <laughs> we have the same thought process there, Brad. Yeah. We're horrible people. That really was that uh, that that stuffed animal's name. Is Wolfie? I kid you not. Uh, cool. Unspool that real news, James. It's real news. Let's start off with the big one. Um, that I actually think is interesting. They're going to make more Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Um, I guess they're they're based on... It's a supplemental book that she sort of made yeah. called, what, uh, like, Wonderful Creatures and Where to Hunt Them, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, where to Find Them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, all, it's not Wonderful Creatures either. It's something else in it. It's uh, Fantastic Beautiful. Creatures. Fantastic Creatures. Creatures. Something like that, yeah. Uh, you guys are the Harry Potter fans. What do you think? I think it's cool. I mean, you knew they're going to try something new with it because the movie's generated seven point seven billion dollars worldwide. So, right. Uh, 
and that she's going back into it. I think it, she's had a kind of an interesting year where she wrote the casual vacancy and was released and uh, it got, you know, pretty good reviews. Her first adult novel, but she also wrote a book under a pen name that mm-hmm. no one knew until someone outed it. And uh, she kind of wanted not to have the pressure of it. And I forget the name of that book. Yeah. Uh, so she's had an interesting year. And, and this is going to be her first screenplay that she's going to write. So that's, that's the thing I'm actually... It's weird to say the sentence. That's the thing I'm actually excited about is that... Because um, I very much believe that the Harry Potter films are horrible. And that Harry Potter fans deserve better movies than they got. Uh, and part Did of that is... Books? I read the first book. Oh, so you don't really know if we deserve better movies. Well, okay, so so <laughs> there are two options then. Either you're all fucking horrible and you don't deserve anything, mm-hmm. or okay. you got shit and you deserve better. So, so one of those I got two shit th- and I still think it's gold? Uh, yeah, so maybe you're cool. just horrible. Yeah, I'm a horrible um, person. Man, fuck, dude. Deathly Hallows Part 2 is just awful. It's great. Anyway, the... Uh, the exciting thing to me about this is that there isn't a suit, like three inch thick book that, that this is going to be based on. Um, she can hopefully just tell a fun story that is confined to its own boundaries and um, doesn't have like a, a bunch of stuff that feels like it's just jammed in there. Yeah, I um, hope they don't call it the Harry Potter saga. <laughs> the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What I, I think it's I think it's popular enough where they don't need to put include that in the title. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you actually looked into this book at all? No, I don't. I, I know of it. I've never picked it up or read it or anything. Because um, I, you know, I tried sort of from the articles and stuff to figure out exactly what it is. It seems to me like it is not a narrative. No, it's a field guide. I know that. Yeah, like it is. You know, it's a textbook in um, in the books themselves. It, yeah, it, yeah. It's mentioned in the books as a textbook, and then she kind of said, "Oh, it'd be kind of fun just to actually make the book." Yeah, just and that's what she did. Yeah, so it seems like it's a like a monster manual, yeah, if you yeah. will, for, it's an for that expanded universe. You know, it's, right? Yeah. Um, so it means that whatever story she's going to make up is going to be its own thing. So it could be a you know you could title it some other character and give it its. It doesn't even need to have that whole title of you know. Um, whatever it is now, I've already forgotten the Fantastic Voyage of. Dr. Dr. Parnassus, whatever the title of the book is, they don't need to use that title at all. Um, so that's what I would expect is that everybody's just going to know it's Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we can just sort of move on. But honestly, I, I don't want to say I'm excited yet because we, we know nothing, but this is the closest we will get to me maybe being excited about a Harry Potter movie, <laughs> uh, which is cool. Um, Katie Sokov has been spending way too much time, with uh, with Vin Diesel because now she's out there talking about oh yeah I yeah I might be in a Marvel movie. Well, I, I read that she said I've never talked to Marvel. Oh really? Yeah. Because I read that she said yeah. that she had talked to yeah, Marvel. You, that she's Miss um, Marvel. Uh, no, 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 it wasn't that. It was that. Um, it was simply that she had been in little talks, but there wasn't there wasn't anything to prove whether or not she knew that Elizabeth Mitchell or that Elizabeth um, Olsen had been cast. Or it, it seems more like she was in the talks for uh, um, maybe Vin Diesel got balls Black deep Widow. in her, and they or, sh- they shared intimate details with each other. Right? Yeah, yeah. What Vin got, Diesel have to do with Marvel? Uh, right. He's, he's voicing he's, a character in one of their new movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, he'll be he will be Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, uh, he's a big cute. tree guy. Big tree guy. Cool. He's basically going to play the Iron Giants made out of wood. Um, because he also voiced the Iron Giant. Anyway, cool. uh, and very last thing, Better Call Saul is real. Uh, Brad, I assume that you saw that the the Breaking Bad spinoff show about Saul Goodman got not like 
straight up greenlit and they're going to actually make this show and it's a prequel series so it's going to take place before all of Breaking Bad happens I still think this is a crazy thing do you want to see the show? Uh, uh, I don't know yeah, I mean it's clearly going to be more sort of not tongue in cheek but more comical because I mean it's Saul Goodman yeah um, but I, I just can't imagine that character carrying its own show I don't I'm fascinated to see what it is they're, they have in their head as a series. Um, and, and I'm also terrified that this is only happening because of how popular Breaking Bad is and that they they feel desperate that they've got to make something out of it. Like making the farm for an office spinoff? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I don't know. I, I'm not going to make any judgments. If, you know, I'll, I'll, give it a, I'll, I'll give it a look. It looks like it might be interesting. Yeah. Stick with it. But the more important thing for me was like, so... At first, they just announced they're making the spinoff, right? So I was like, oh, Sal makes it through the end of Breaking Bad. Maybe not. And then they went through the trouble of (laughs) clarifying that it's a prequel. I'm like, no, he's going to fucking die then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? Uh, I don't know. I I don't think that Sal necessarily has to die. Especially, are are you caught up? He doesn't have to, but I mean, Vince Gilligan can do whatever he wants. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, but are you are you caught up? Did yeah. you see this week's episode? Yep. How did fucking spoilers for this week? How did fucking Hank not get shot in the face? I thought for sure that was going to happen. It could still happen. It, it ended could. right in the middle of the uh, firefight. Yeah, but he was already behind a car. I thought right then he was dead, and I was excited. If anyone, not because I hate that character, I just thought that would be a really crazy, cool twist. But well, uh, you know, the whole reason of putting that scene where he talks to Marie right before it happens, right. like he's probably fucking dead as soon as that next yeah. episode appears oh yeah oh yeah um, man and then there's like some cutaway shot to uh his partner picking up the keys to the other car mm-hmm. we're boring ryan we should probably move on i don't give a shit anyway <laughs> um also brad didn't somebody die this week yeah um can you look up his full name shit <laughs> uh it's it's dolby the guy who uh you know pioneered dolby surround and dolby sound uh passed away at like age 80 or something Ray Dolby. Ray Dolby died this week. Yeah, not the guy who did. Uh, she blinded me of science. This is the actual guy who created the. Uh, <laughs> that's Thomas Dolby. Ray Dolby, uh, you know, is responsible for all the movie sound uh, for not all of it because there's THX and shit. But um, but he was definitely a pioneer. A pioneer. He's a big. Yeah. You know, there's a reason that that name stick out, sticks oh, around. Yeah. When you see Dolby surround sound and stuff. You know. Yeah. Now there's yeah. Dolby Atmos, which is I had a sample of it at the Harkins Theater. It's amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like a 16 point uh, surround sound thing. Fuck. It's crazy. They've got that awesome uh, at their wherever their studio is. I can't remember now. They've got like this uh, sound perfect room um, where they've they've set up speakers where basically you are you are surrounded with speakers. Um, I remember it from a, it was a history show called uh, Unsolved History, um, and they were talking about the uh, the Boston Massacre and trying to figure out like, well, how how would something like that start? So they went to this thing and basically played. The, they could control the sound of being in the middle of a riot and just move it around and make you feel like, well, this is what it would actually sound like if you were in the middle of that thing because there was literally sound coming from you, coming at you from any side. Um, and then of course the walls are all like, you know, re- sound reflection proof or whatever. So that's the sound doesn't echo and things like that. It's, it's awesome, man. Mm. Those people do crazy stuff. Uh, yeah. Ray Dolby though. How, how old? 80. 80. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Yeah. So old, yeah. which is good. Good for him. Congratulations 
to him <laughs> on, a, okay. on a well utilized life. Yeah, yes. not, not on being dead, but not a slacker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not a slacker. Uh, yeah, that's news. Cool. And now we dive into our comic long box, and Brandon has a comic for us this week. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. Uh, spawn number one. Right? <laughs> yes, I. <laughs> Do you still own that comic? Yeah, I think I own the first 23 of them. What are they on now? 25? Uh, no, they're on like 200 <laughs> and something. 200. In, in the last 15 <laughs> years, they've published two issues. <laughs> they're really good, though. Yeah, Actually, they've published 100, but they've restarted it four times. So. <laughs> That's crazy. I thought those were cool. The artist was really good in McFarlane? those things. Todd McFarlane, yeah. He doesn't really draw anymore. He, no, draws he just makes toys. <laughs> yep. And he doesn't even really make the toys, I don't nope. think. He just publishes. But stuff. really, James has a comic for us. James, what he got for us this week? Uh, yeah. So I actually had a couple that I thought would be good, but I'm gonna stick with one that I know for a fact that Colorado Coins Cards and Comics has because I bought my copy there. Uh, it's American uh, American Vampire Anthology. Uh, it's actually numbered. It's number one, which excites me because it means that they might keep doing this. Uh, American Vampire I've talked about before is a uh, it's a series by Scott Snyder and uh, Raphael Albuquerque. That basically starts in sort of the Wild West, where this guy becomes a vampire, and but he is a stronger and a bit more brutal vampire. And the the book sort of posits this theory that all the different kinds of vampires that you've seen in this universe are just different races of vampire. So, like your traditional vampire is sort of the European vampire, um, you know, your Dracula kind of guy. But then there are Japanese vampires that are way more monstrous and crazy, and there's American Indian vampires and all this stuff. They're um, proud warriors. Uh, they're they're just fucking crazy looking. They're just weird, man. Um, so anyway, th- it it allows all these different styles of vampires, except for Twilight vampires, um, <laughs> because they're not real vampires, uh, to exist in the same world. And then there's this American vampire that is this very modern and brutal breed, um, and Skinner Sweet, who is a crazy criminal, um, is the very first. And then from there, it tells a uh, chronological story. So each each new book jumps forward in time to a different historical event and talks about, you know... Hollywood in the 20s and you know different things um, and it's really fantastic anthology basically what they did because the book's on hiatus right now so they got a bunch of awesome artists together and just said hey have fun in our universe tell a little you know six or twelve page story uh, and then they publish it all together so it's a fantastic read you can pick it up if you're not already reading the book uh, if you are reading the book this is a must read for sure uh, they've got people like uh, Jason Aaron, uh, Gabriel Ba, and Fabio Moon, who, if you've read Day Tripper, is, man, those guys are fantastic. Uh, maybe the one, uh, Jeff Lemire's in here. Maybe the one that I was most impressed with is uh, Gail Simone, who she tells a story that I think, if you're reading this book, you've got to read. It completely redefines uh, one of the characters. Like, it's it's so good. Um, she's She's the villain of the first arc. Like, she's this girl that's roommates with our hero, uh, who ends up betraying her and becoming a vampire, and they fight. Um, but it tells you the story of her getting into Hollywood and the things that she did. Um, basically, she goes to you know these creepy producers' house and they make her blow them, and then they don't ever call her again. Uh, and just like the way that she's impacted by that, and then ends up giving herself. It, it sort of explains why she gives herself to the vampires and does all this. And then of course she goes and gets her revenge, and it's bloody and awesome. Um, so for sure, go check this out. Uh, if you get a hold uh, a hold slot there, it's like what 
5% off, right, Ryan? 20%. 20% off of your hold slot, as well as 20% off of your trades, which they've got all the American Vampire trades. Just go read that book. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, you gave me the first trade. It's good. Yeah, it's Oh, man, it's gorgeous. Um, and it does have... Uh, it's bookended by a story that is written by written by Scott Snyder and art by Rafael Albuquerque, who is just brilliant. Um, so, yeah, check that book out. Cool. This week... We saw Insidious Chapter 2, the second part of a chilling saga of ghosts. Brandon, should people go to the movie theater and see Insidious Part (laughs) 2? I thought it was really good. I couldn't imagine how you would uh, keep track of everything if you hadn't seen the first one, James. (laughs) (laughs) Are you you asking me? Um, So, I have to say, you know... Everybody knows I don't really like horror movies, and I certainly don't like this kind of horror movie. Um, so if this is your jam... What don't you like about this kind of horror movie? Uh, we'll get there. <laughs> um, if this is your jam, then yeah, this is a really good one, and you should probably go see it. Uh, obviously, if you like the first one, it, I don't know, it's probably just as good, so check it out. Uh, if you are if you are like me and you don't like these movies, then, uh, then yeah, this is one of those movies, don't go see it. So... <laughs> um, yeah, this one does not stand out the way that Evil Dead does. Where when it's over, I was like, "Oh yeah, man, that was great." Even though I don't like these movies, so better than Texas Chainsaw. Brad, uh, it's really hard to enjoy a horror movie <laughs> when people are having conversations and laughing uh, in the background. So that sucked, and it didn't help me get over the boringness that was i think the first 20 minutes of this movie for me yeah so overall i was not impressed um yeah and i, I haven't was, seen the first one so i was i was really lost too so i wasn't i so i will answer this question brandon before we go to the trailer uh i was not lost i totally i knew what was going on i was bored by the beginning um somewhat mostly because i felt like uh because they jump into the middle of the story you know they pick up the, from the first one I don't think they spend any time introducing you to the characters and making you like them. They just jump into like, hey, there's scary stuff now. Um, and that's why I don't like this movie because um, I don't care about these people. So Great. Here's the trailer. I, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> um, if you're a fan of the first movie, then maybe you should uh, – you, you can see it. I, I, no, I that's what it. I'm saying. I, like, I, yeah. I have well, to no, take Brad, myself – Brad was trying to cut me off, so I, I wouldn't say – Oh, no. I was trying to cut him off because oh. like, he's, he's <laughs> explaining the movie again just like last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're really bad at that, James. Well, no, <laughs> I mean, well, I'm not spoiling anything. I want people to understand why they should or shouldn't see the movie. Before yeah, but remember we... when we started to say, okay, we're just going to tell them if they should see the movie or not, <laughs> and then we're going to go right into the trailer. James and talks for like five minutes about what's wrong with it. And, <laughs> so it was and I forgot you didn't do yours yet, so I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, no, I don't care. Um, no, I, I liked it. I liked the first one a lot, and uh, this one was not quite as good, but it's still pretty good. Uh, here's the trailer for Insidious Chapter 2. I'm gonna be at grandma's house for a little bit. Nothing's gonna bother us. Not anymore. We have our son back. We are a family again.
What is? Tell us. What does she want? I heard voices in the hallway. Is there something wrong with Daddy, Mom? Standing in front of you. He's talking to you. What's he saying? He's got your baby. 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 So I mean this one picks up right at the end of the, the first one. Uh, the first one. For the for the guys who haven't seen the movie, is some of that stuff at the beginning like flashbacks yeah, to the all, end of the first one, like it, the same shots? It's the no. entire movie, isn't it? I don't see how you could separate the two. Yeah, well, I mean, the like, the yeah, Brandon's right. The the opening isn't flashback, a little bit of flashbacks, but they give a little more to the scene of the clairvoyant who dies. Do you know if they shot it at the same time? No, I, I mean everybody's the same. I know they look the exactly the same, right? Um, so Rose, f- Rose Bird doesn't get older. No, she, Rose Bird just stays the same I think age. she's really cute. Um, That's why I like the characters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first one is is a story of this family um, and their their little boy uh, Dalton uh, slips into a coma and they don't know why he's has he's in the coma and it turns out that he has the ability like his father before him where he's able to separate his soul from his body. And go to an astral plane and visit ghosts. People the who further. Are, the further, yeah. People who are dead, um, but it, it, they're like stuck in, like they're ending, basically. They're stuck in their death. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens is, and, and it's a creepy premise, is what happens is he got so far away that a demon recognized that he was like out of his body and he was alive. So the demon I think captured it's him. Cool. It's a cool And idea. so the demon was basically keeping him in a coma so he could possess the child so the 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 story is the house wasn't haunted their child is haunted but and it's a it's a demon it's not a ghost yeah but what happens is the demon since he's keeping the kid's soul or basically a soul yeah the ghost recognize that there's a gateway so that's why the ghosts oh, are see. able to come in and out oh, okay. they can i think they smell the empty vessel is exactly <laughs> and and so in the first one this really powerful demon latched onto it and it's it's a really cool looking demon and it's uh it's pretty effective hmm. and uh you find out that his father is able to do this as, as well but he blocked it out because there's this old lady who latched onto him and she would follow him around. He didn't go into a coma or anything, but this other demon, or well, it's actually a ghost, would follow yeah. him around. And so at the end of the last one, he went into the the further to get his son out of from this demon. But when he, the, the big twist at the end of the first Insidious is that when he came back, he didn't come back. That woman's 
ghost came back instead and into him. And so he killed the, um, the clairvoyant. So you already knew that going in. Yes. Interesting. And so uh, here's a scene from Insidious Chapter 2 that explains what's wrong with Daddy. What's wrong? What's the matter? You can tell me. I had a bad dream. Okay. Sorry. What was that about? I was in my bed sleeping. Grandma walked in. I could see someone else in my room. Please don't leave us again. Burn. Mm-hmm. I tried to wake myself up. It took a while, but I did it. I heard voices in the hallway. You got to go. You have to go. It was Daddy. You have to. And he was talking to someone. There's something wrong with Daddy, Mom. And th- so basically, that's why you know uh, Patrick Wilson throughout the whole movie is it doesn't really know what's going on with his family because he's not really who he is. Um, I'll, I'll say this: that whole story about like you know whether or not because okay, so I don't know going in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I literally that like this is a possibility. Um, but so that whole question was fascinating to me. Like that part of the story I was in, I was like, dude, cause like there was even a point where I was like, maybe it's not, maybe it's the boy. Maybe the boy actually came back bad and the, and that they're, they're, you know, wild goose chasing us with the father and that that's what going to be like the cool. And, and so in my head, I got this whole thing going on. And so then when they, when they just flat out say like, oh yeah, it's totally the dad. Cause you know, then the boy is like telling his mom like, Hey, I saw dad, you know, doing this shit. Yeah, and I was like, you just heard. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I wasn't sure what scene you were going to play. Um, so in that scene, I was like, oh, dude, this boy is totally playing his mom. And it's all about like the, you know, whether or not these people trust each other and how, how, you know, these, these ghosts are getting into each other's, like these people's heads and really like making them afraid because they're playing on them. And then it wasn't that. And I was disappointed. And now I, I understand why, because you, they were forced by the ending that they gave themselves the first time that, um, yeah, see, but you know, the ending to the first one, I think is actually pretty scary because, uh, you find out that when you, because you, you saw in the the second one the picture, the old woman's in the pictures with him. Yeah. And so the the clairvoyant, she notices something's wrong with Josh, mm-hmm. and so she takes his picture really fast, and he's like, "Why the fuck did you do that?" And he just like starts killing her. Oh. And, uh, I mean, they never showed that in there, and he like snaps, and so you knew right away something was wrong was with a him. Cool ending. Yeah. But so, the, the overlap was crazy. Uh, like yeah. the front door scene in the first one, how they oh, played yeah. that into the second yeah, one. I thought that was insanely it, it, entangled. That's why yeah. there's no way you could have possibly believed. What, what front door scene? Uh, uh, there's a, a part at the t- in the climax. Remember when uh, that old guy's like, he's got your baby, he's got your baby, he's got yeah. your baby. Uh, in the first one, 
they're in their bed and their front door opens. And then you well, and find then you just think they're just screwing around yeah, with you. Yeah, like the ghosts are screwing around. But it's, yeah, the purpose is is he's trying to break through to them and let them know that he's not who he is. It's it's really fascinating, and how they they reshot it. Did, oh, I where see. did the story come from? Was it it had to have been written together? Uh no, you know actually the guy who wrote it uh, is the guy who plays Specs in the movie, hmm. and he also wrote the Saw movies. So I can see how that part two how he's able to lap them in because that it's kind of his little excellent um catch and i love james wan as a director i think he's such a great horror director. I, I think the movie's gorgeous and, and and as as much as you know it's got all that those like those sort of jump scare things mm-hmm. where for me uh, again because i i really didn't i was not invested in these people much at all um i thought the ideas of the movie were really cool but i didn't care much for the people um so i didn't care whether or not they got hurt um but like the you know there's all the tension from knowing that there's going to be these jump scares and stuff and i think the way he does them is really cool uh at the end of the day to me they're just jump scares but um still like like the very first time that there's the woman uh who like pops up in front of rose Byrne and like smacks her down like that one where it's all it's clearly all cg stuff where he he sort of as rose Byrne turns he pops her in behind mm-hmm. so that as rose Byrne turns she reveals her uh, even though she wasn't there a second ago, and it's a really cool effect. Um, and yeah, his his shots are just beautiful. But again, you but, know, he did it in this one, like he did in the first one, as I explained when, earlier with Brandon with a little boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you watch Rose Byrne walking through the house, that ghost lady is like sitting in the background. Oh yeah, she's like uh, walking around in almost every scene. You have yeah. to really, really pay attention to what he's shooting and he's really clever with where he places the camera too because in the scenes where nothing's there you still think that something's going to be there mm-hmm. so i think he's a really clever uh person and you know it was actually funnier than the first one i mean the first one wasn't funny at all I th- what i thought was cool was the comic release those two guys that were yeah. doing all the technical stuff yeah you know that my my favorite moment and is another an, another awesome shot is when he puts the camera down and he yeah. picks up a ghost behind him and he's the little uh, girl says, uh, "Get out of here! If she sees you, I have to kill you." And then they just like leave because <laughs> they're yeah. like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, and they're like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah. well, we can do whatever you say." Yeah, they're not yeah. Really told again. I think they were funnier in the first one. They were still yeah, pretty funny yeah. The first they're one they're pretty funny too. Directory. That guy always has hot pockets and uh, yeah. So I just <laughs> found it sort of awkward. Anytime that they would sort of cut, like especially the um, that the fight scene between the old guy and like the more gaunt. Um, what's his name? Jason, whatever the dad, mm-hmm. yeah. um, the knife, yeah. right? The knife scene, um, where the, like all of a sudden they cut to those guys in the van and they're like, Oh shit. And then yeah. they got to run it like that. It, it was like cutting from what was this tense scene with this knife mm-hmm. to like this sort of almost slapsticky. Every time they, they did one of those, Hey, we got to cut over to this joke. It always felt very abrupt to me. Yeah. I, I think, uh, Going through this though, I think you do need to see the first one because yeah. the second one will be. It is really hard because you didn't care for the characters. No, but you in invest the, in the characters. In the first one, you do invest, and that's in what I figured. Yeah, the whole time, you know, the dad's trying to save his little boy, and there's, uh, there's a great scene in it where, you know, what I love about the first one is they go move into this like creepy gothic house. And, you know, Rose Burns' character right away, Renee, she says, I want to get out of here. And he does, like, no, you're stupid. He says, all right, let's move out of here. And they go to this really bright, happy house. And then, I mean, the problem follows them there. Yeah. And, you know, then he says, you know, there's a scene in the first one where he says, you know, I was on board with you in this. This is just stupid. You know, our son's not haunted. And then he has a scene with his son where he's, like, crying and saying, just come back, just come back. And then he figures out that, you know, his 
these people aren't lying to him because his son's drawings. It's it's really good. Um, so yeah, you cool. definitely have to see the first one to appreciate the second one. Yeah. Um, I uh, I do want to point out that there's what I think it, like, there was one scene that happened and I it, I wasn't supposed to laugh but boy did I uh, you know the scene where Nightman from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia shows up to rape the baby and then the old lady shows up and she's like go to hell and like magics that guy out the window mm-hmm. yeah man that was stupid <laughs> yeah that whole that, that whole lame. that whole demon like or whatever that was first of all fucking looks like mac in nightman like the makeup <laughs> on his face i was like the goddamn nightman is in this movie straight up and it's creeping on the baby you know <laughs> you gotta pay the troll toll to get into this boy's <laughs> hole um and uh and then but yeah just the way that she like she showed oh no it wasn't even that it was she she go to hell and the thing goes out the window and then she turns around and it's this hero shot of I don't know, sixty-two-year-old woman. Like, I think it's because how, she's how so badass. well liked in the first one. I guess, but I don't think she's a very good actress. So I, I, I didn't care much for like her little bits, especially after that. I was like, oh, yeah. You know, it did make me want to see Insidious three because it ends with she sees something and she just goes. <gasps> <gasps> but again, <laughs> a- another interesting, I mean, premise to set up that you know someone who's in an accident who becomes invalid, yeah, the, the demons latch onto them too, yeah. yeah. So I think it's you know, interesting. I think yeah, like I said, the I think the, really cool. the interesting the or the ideas here are really interesting. I just uh, at the end of the day, it's another one of those movies, and um, yeah, you know, as, as sure if I saw the first one, I would probably care more about the second one, but. Uh, um, it's still just not my cup of tea, you know. And th- that's not to say anything bad about it. It's just not. Yeah, you know. That's all right. Brad, anything to say? No, I've got the contrary opinion, so no one cares. What? <laughs> no, no, no. I. Wh- Why didn't I like it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't like it either. I think that you recommended it. No, no. no. Oh. Uh, that was that's it was boring. And part of that's my fault because yeah, I didn't see the first one, so um, yeah, this movie doesn't help you figure out these characters right away um and yeah that clairvoyant at the end uh her, all her exposition scenes oh, yeah. explaining to the other two guys uh was just like it just was wasn't serious for like what was going on when there is there is literally an exposition suitcase like there is a trunk they open and they're like hey all the stories in this trunk we found this trunk full of every newspaper that tells us what's going oh, on yeah remember that oh man i loved that oh yeah sheesh I mean, yeah. it, I did think it was cool how the stuff from the beginning, like how they weaved it into the end of the movie. Oh yeah, that was clever. And yeah, like the kid pointing, that was cool. Yeah, as far as like not understanding what was going on, I pieced it together by the end. But yeah, just ha- getting through that first like half hour. Yeah, uh, I was just like, uh, it's like Mad Men boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for some people, man. I like Mad Men. Um, yeah, I was just, I was just like I was not into it. I was like, when is this going to get interesting? I was- I have a question. So at the end, uh, they're like in his bedroom, or they're you know they're in Parker Peter's bedroom or whatever, Peter Parker's bedroom, and his mom is yelling at him, whatever. And that you know that was sort of d- very blown up, but I guess cool. Um, and then they start like beating on the mother, right? Mm-hmm. And the dad in real life. Like oh, that defeats the death, but isn't he possessed by the ghost of the boy? Yeah, but like, his, so why punching? Or were they the, were they like supposed to be in his well, in the, his brain or yeah, whatever? Well, the the boy is being 
coerced by his mom. The only reason he does things is for his mom. So if you destroy the memory of his mom, then he has no reason to kill is oh, okay. what I got out of it. See, yeah. I, yeah, I thought they were supposed to like go find... I thought they were supposed to lure... Because that's what she says earlier. It's like, oh, we got to lure the ghost out of him. So I was like, oh, okay, how are they going to do that? But then I don't... I almost expect, oh, okay, they're going to beat, beat up the mom and then the boy's going to come running in and be like, oh, no, what did you do? And that'll make him pull out of then. And then they just got to like, ah, oh, fucking beat up the eight-year-old real quick. <laughs> uh, that that would have been awesome. Like they, they kill this woman, the eight-year-old boy dressed like a girl runs in. And they're like, ha, we got him. Throw him in a sack and drown him in the river. And then we got to run you know, Patrick Wilson back so we can get back in his body. Um, yeah, so like that happened. And I was like, I don't. I didn't. I didn't get that bit, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think that's because I didn't see the first one. I think no, that's because uh, they. It's a little muddy. Was, they, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Patrick Wilson's in a lot of things. Is he? What was the last thing he was in? Uh, he, I, no, the I, little children. He plays a bad guy in a lot of th- stuff. Yeah, he? yeah. That's He's good at. It. I was. That, that was the thing. Is I was really. Watchmen? I was really. Yeah. <laughs> I was really excited for him to go all shining, like on his kids and stuff, and then that. I don't know. Um, that ended up not being what the movie wanted to focus on at the end. Instead, it went to something else that was cool, but again, I, th- I felt like that was not fully realized. Like, the whole thing of, you know, them wandering through the farther, that was cool. Um, you know, go hang out with Nightman. <laughs> but, I don't know. Hey, Brandon, is there anything you want to say before we sign off? Um, not really. Just uh, I'd like to thank you guys again for having me on. <laughs> thank you, Brandon, for I w- letting us I wish you. I wish I was a little bit better. I'm uh, slightly out of my league. I- I've known about 10% of what you guys are talking about. Right? <laughs> That's all right. If I need to know about uh, breast tissue and stuff, <laughs> yeah. you're the guy I'm coming to. I am your man. Uh, are, you are you getting a PhD in breast tissue? <laughs> How yeah. do I get a PhD yes, in breast I tissue? <laughs> Uh, as hard as it looks. No, Brandon deals with cancerous cells. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. In breast tissue. In breast really? tissue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he deals with it all day, so boobs don't really do it for him anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, when I was applying for the position, I, I didn't know what boobs were made, made out of, <laughs> so I had to Google them. <laughs> and once you got past the pornography to the real <laughs> yeah. scientific stuff, did you have to type in breast scientific? I, 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 I typed in boobs wiki. Bo- boobs <laughs> knowledge. I looked up the Wiki- Wikipedia page on boob. And guys, that's it's not candy. What? I know. Ladies and gentlemen, but that's how you get a PhD. Like yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, next week we're seeing prisoners, which I'm yeah, really excited to are. see. Oh. Um, Hugh Jackman getting all crazy. Oh man. Not. Oh. Be good. Be good. Or it better be good. So remember, you can see us on the big screen, the Oriental, September 24th, world premiere of Pacho episode three. Before that, the 19th, right, Brad? Yep. At the Bug Theater will be episode one with a QA with Brad. And uh, yeah. You guys aren't going to be there? Eh, Probably not. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. I'll play it by ear. Am I going to get any accolades? If not, then I want to fucking be there. You can um, go up in my place. You can do the Q and A. Is it? Uh, is it the? Um, it's emerging, emerging filmmakers. filmmakers. Yeah, cool. It's a classy cool. one. This Tuesday, yeah, I'll probably go. Yeah, uh, and then also we'll be at Mile High Horror October third. I mean October fourth, the Saturday. Um, our booth will be there. So if you're there and want to sit down and talk to us, please oh. do. October fifth. Fifth. Yeah. Fourth. Because yeah, the fourth right. is a Friday. You're right. Because that's when Gravity comes out. 
and, and my birthday. Uh, Telluride will be there 11, 12, and 13th. Yeah, all three days. All three days. And even sooner than that, will be at Malcon. Yeah, Malcon. Malcon. With Man. our panel. So the if you want to, s- if you want to see us eating places, September, yeah. October is when you do it. Yeah, if you if you want to see us, I don't know who's going to see us. Yeah, but uh, yeah, till next week. Bye, bye. See ya. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6Nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.